It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got Anthony Barkley back on the show, the host of Mobtown Blitz. Yesterday, we had an NFL special edition around the Baltimore Ravens discussing Des Bryant, the team's matchup against the Steelers, and looking at the NFL as a whole. Well, we've got to get into more around the NBA today. Anthony Barkley is back as we discuss the return of the NBA and our thoughts around the news that broke. The NBA is starting in December as of now. We're getting into those details around the way the league will be returning, who it impacts the most, and our thoughts on everything right here on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Happy to have you back. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Well, I have had the chance to speak with Anthony Barkley, the host of Mobtown Blitz, yesterday as we were discussing the NFL in our special edition looking specifically at the Baltimore Ravens around the incredible news that Des Bryant is back after three years not being in the league. He is back on the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens with them working to see how he can work back into a full game roster. Well, we've got to switch back to the hardwood discussing the NBA and discussing the news that I talked about it on Tuesday, but I now want to get Anthony's thoughts on it as we take a look at the fact that the NBA will be returning in December. Originally, the news was January. Well, that has been changed. So, Anthony, welcome back. Let's get right back into it as we look at the NBA's return, and I just want to get your thoughts on it. So, preseason and training camp start December 1st, games starting around Christmas, just in time for some Christmas basketball. Do you think this makes sense? from a player standpoint to start the league up so soon? No, because generally you're what the season ends regularly ends in June and picks back up in like October, November. So you're given about three or four months for players to rest, to train, to get themselves back together, especially the teams that were just in a final. So you're talking about the Lakers and the heat who just played not that long ago. And then two months later, you're going to ship them back on the court to start regularly. Like that's, that's not right from a player standpoint, and it's not safe. You know, players need time to recover. They need time to get themselves together. They need time. And they were just in that bubble for months, too, away from their family, away from their friends. Are you going to put them back in a bubble? Are you going to like, – how, how are you going to do that? So are they going to go back in a bubble? Are they going to do what the NFL and Major League Baseball has done? just go around from stadium to stadium or arena to arena in this case and play the games that way. 
it's it's a tough thing to ask, and I'm pretty sure the players are not really trying to do that. Also, you got to factor in, well, what about the NBA draft and how you're going to fit the the rookies coming in? A lot of a lot of those questions have to be asked, and I don't think that you can end a season as late as you did and then pick it back up in December, like from a player standpoint. It doesn't make sense. That's literally what I was saying. I don't fully think it makes sense either because of just how quick of a turnaround that is off of having the the longest season ever in the NBA. So it's not like this is a typical season. This is an abnormal season that already stretched players physically and mentally to now turn around and say, you're going to bring them back two months later. I mean, it was October 11th or 12th that we finished up the NBA and now you're going to have this next season start two months later. And, but as you mentioned, what happens in the off season, how does this change the NBA draft, which is not supposed to be until mid November originally was the tentative date. November 18th is the date they were looking at the, the free agency period. Well, obviously there's no summer league, but still there's, there's nothing going on. Like, apparently we're just going to start right back up again. It just, to me, doesn't make sense from a player standpoint. And I I understand from a business standpoint, wanting to capitalize on the benefits of what Christmas basketball brings. I love Christmas day games. Those games are awesome. You know, that's part of, that's part of my family's tradition. We sit around and we watch games all day. You know, you're someone who doesn't really particularly watch the NBA until like March. It's kind of when I pick up on things. I follow it throughout the season, but I definitely watch the Christmas Day games because that's just what you do. You know, Christmas Day, you open up gifts or maybe go to church. And then like 12 o'clock to like 10 p.m. is nothing but like NBA basketball on. So I can understand from, like you said, from a business and financial standpoint that NBA like owns Christmas Day, just like the NFL like owns Thanksgiving. So for them right. to want to get back on that, I understand that. But are you willing to make a couple of million? No, it's probably not a couple of million. It's probably a couple hundred million dollars in like ad revenue and whatnot for the safety. And usually, you put your best players on Christmas Day. It's not really like right. They actually usually the play. bottom of the conferences. You're talking about like so you you know you'd have the Lakers and the Clippers and the Celtics and the and the um, Bucks, those those teams would generally play on Christmas Day. Are you willing to risk their injuries? Because if you lose some of the the marquee players in a players league, because you want to mm-hmm. make a couple of bucks on one day, you know you gotta really think about that. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the issue is that you are now going to be forcing rushing players back when they're not ready. You know, and when I think when you think about the Christmas Day games, as you mentioned, it is the best teams because we want to see the best players going head to head. So I don't understand the rush to get them back, because normally when a season starts up in October, those first couple months are truly just preseason, like October, November basketball is on, but players aren't fully playing. You're not fully watching you as a fan. You don't start tuning in until like December. And as a player, you're not mentally tuning in until December either. So to now have the league start Christmas, what is it? that pushes everything back? I don't the timeline doesn't now change where players are going to be starting from the beginning. But they did actually talk about shortening the season and having less regular season games, which you would have to have, of course, if you're starting in December to get the league back on track. But 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of moving the the start up to December. Yeah, and if you really think that they're gonna play their, I mean, we saw what happened in the bubble. Those first couple of games, they looked rough. Oh, so yeah. if you think that you're gonna get like high quality basketball in December on Christmas Day, you're sadly mistaken. That's not gonna happen. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely not. Happening. I mean, are you willing to lose happening. a couple of hundred millions of dollars to get? better quality and better basketball for the fans and safety for the players. Cause I'm pretty sure they don't want to come back so quick. So like, they're just getting, you know, the players that were in the bubble are just getting back to their families and they're just getting back into home life. And now you're saying, Oh, I got to train again in a month to get ready to play like a regular season and go try and chase another championship. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's not a lot. It's not enough time for them to get away, to, to recover, to relax, to be with their families. And especially as you talk about in the bubble, coming off of a season where they were in a bubble for three months, some of them didn't see, you know, they may have had their, some of their family there, their kids might've been there or their, their wife might've been there, but they didn't see everybody. You know, you were in a bubble for three months, you know, you can't now turn around and say, Oh, go back and play again. It's way too soon. It's too quick of a turnaround. So coming up, we've got to get more into who it impacts the most for the NBA to return earlier than the original January tentative date of a mid-January 2020, excuse me, 2021. Wow, that'll be 2021. 2021 return. Well, now it looks like they are aiming to get back around Christmas time. So we've got to get into more details around which players and which teams will be impacted the most. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need. With a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizards sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Renee Washington, host of Locked On Wizards with Anthony Barkley, host of Mobtown Blitz, joining us for this Thursday edition as we've had a chance to take a look and talk around the NBA's return. Anthony, I want to get more on your thoughts on which players will be impacted the most, which teams, which players, because by moving up a month, that changes things drastically around the schedules. So I do think it's, it's, it's selfish from a league standpoint because it's focused more on the league and not the players that make up the league, to be honest. And that's something that bothers me. And you usually see Adam Silver make like really good decisions. Like he's probably one of the best commissioners in all the major sports. So for this to even be discussed is absolutely wild. You know, like everybody's human and in a capitalist society, we are all going after the dollar. That's just how things are. But still you would really think that, Hey, like, these guys really just sacrificed like three months. Now I know it wasn't the entire league, but still the the play like the teams that you would generally see make a playoff run are coming back two months later. I just I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me at all. And it's ridiculously selfish, as you said. Yeah, well, as you said also, those those guys are the ones that are probably gonna be playing on Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Like like that's the other hard part about this is the same players that are that were stretched playing in the postseason. We're gonna see those same players playing on Christmas. Think about it this way: if the league is returning back with expectations to start for a Christmas to have a Christmas Day game, they're not gonna have the Bulls, the um, the Knicks. They're not like although actually the Knicks usually do get a Christmas Day game just because they're the Knicks, but I don't think they will this year. Um, the teams that are going to be playing are the top teams. The teams that would be playing Christmas Day are the Lakers, the Clippers, the Heat, the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Celtics. Right. That's who's playing. Right. Golden State will, will probably Yeah, I was be thinking playing. Golden well, they didn't State. Play. So maybe there's one. And then you got to think about, well, I mean, speaking of Golden State, you know, are Clay and Steph, are they ready to come back in two months? Do they need, you know, some more time to heal up and rest up? Is Kyrie well not Kyrie but is Kevin Durant healthy enough to come back and play so things like that you really have to consider and I know that the league can't really focus on like players specifically they have to focus on the whole but when you're a player's league you really do have to pay attention to the star guys the people that really drive the market for you and the fact that you're Mm -hmm. you know you're not taking them into consideration and I'm not the biggest LeBron fan but we all know LeBron is the face of the the NBA the guy just won like you said like this month they just won the finals this month and he's like mid-30s and you're gonna tell him to go back out in two months and go start up a regular season that's that's ridiculous yeah that's not gonna happen that there's no way that's going to happen I mean that's something that the top players I don't see them coming back um, after having a player like LeBron, I mean, Danny Green was already saying it, but I don't see LeBron and AD coming back. I don't see um, Jimmy Butler rushing right. back. I don't think the top there's there's because they know that this this is it's more than just a Christmas Day game for them or or whatever else. You know, they have to look out for what's best for their health. As you mentioned, they rush back and God forbid they get hurt. Is that worth it? NBA? Is that worth it? No. But I do want to get your thoughts, actually, as we're looking around the the way the um, league is returning back quicker. As you talked about with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, 
um, Steph, looking at Clay, players that you think would would least benefit from this. You know, I think there's some players. I know it's it's easy to say the Heat and the Lakers would struggle to come back quickly, but there are some others that, and some other teams, I should say, that it would not benefit them for the season to start up so quickly. Who are who are some of those players that you think you know from a person, an individual standpoint, or a team as a team, it would really be just a disadvantage to them to come back too quickly. Team, um, I'm a diehard San Antonio Spurs fans. My team is filled with a bunch of old guys, so having them, you know, they just played in the bubble, and now you're having them come back. Now they got eliminated before playoffs started, but still, to have them come back, they need time to rest. And it's that that would be one team I would see having a disadvantage. I think any team that was in that bubble will have a disadvantage. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter, like how, especially the teams that just play in the finals, but any team that was in the bubble will already have a disadvantage. Now, those who weren't, I think, might have like a slight better start to a season, but then things will start to level out once you know, the rest and they get reacclimated to playing the game and get themselves going again. I think it'll all go back to the, the standings will go back to what it should look like, but yeah, any team that played in the bubble um, teams that have super young players that aren't really developed. uh, Those teams will really have a hard time coming back so quick. Because you really need, like, a, you really do need a training camp for the young teams, especially, right. like, teams like uh, New Orleans. That's another, like, I mean, they were in the bubble, too. But a young team like New Orleans really needs a, a good off season and a good training camp for them to have the season I think that they're capable of having, which is a playoff run. Or to make right, the playoffs. Right, <laughs> funny you're an avid uh, Spurs fan from Baltimore um, but no as, as you mentioned with teams that were in the bubble you know you need time to have that turnaround you need time to rest recover and then start working out again with teams that are younger because I even look at the Wizards the Pelicans um, the Nets as they're working to bring back KD and Kyrie back into the mix teams that have also had players that are injured and a young team, you've got like a, a, a double, double uh, the issues that you're working through. You're trying to see if your leaders can get back healthy. You know, Bradley Beal and John Wall for the Wizards, KD and Kyrie for the Nets, if they can be back 100%. But then you also want to get the young guys going because you're a team that's right on the cusp and trying to get into a playoff spot and, and for the Nets be able to get past the first round. Um, and getting to the playoffs, you know, you want to be able to get into the playoffs. So now you need this time in this off season to work on building. And then you're talking about the draft, which we still don't even know when that would be. Uh, of course, it's originally supposed to be in November. I'm, I'd like to assume that if they're going to move up to start of the season, the draft would also get moved up as well. You can't move up this from January to December, but leave the draft mid November so you mean to tell me players are going to get drafted to a team in a month expect expected to turn around and play with that team in a game? Usually it's June, you get drafted. They have the summer league and then the actual season starts in October, but they have preseason like August, September. So those teams, like, again, going back to the Wizards, 
I mean, I think the Warriors are going to be in a different situation, even though they, they've got a, a number two pick. But teams that are looking to bring in a top draft pick, those first nine, they're looking to get, get someone in that they can bring into the fold that will help their team out. And now you have no time to get that for that acclimation to happen, for the player to work in. So it is just a lot of variables here. There's a lot of variables here that don't all work well. Right. I was was just thinking this, like you were talking about how, you know, if they do move up the league until December and then they draft these guys in November, I don't know if they bring the G League back or not, but is it a possibility that you send like almost every pick to the G League just to get them acclimated with like professional basketball and it had because I'm sure it's played even a G League is probably played at a, a faster pace than what they're used to in college. So do they do that for a while and see like who who can weed out you know this uh the players that can weed out that can stand up and make plays and then bring them back to the NBA or bring them up to the NBA? Is that a possibility or because not only no, as I say it, I kind of think about well, eh, that doesn't really make sense too. Because now they have to get acclimated with the NBA guys, just because they're acclimated with professional right, basketball say, the doesn't necessarily mean right. So yeah, eh, I answer my own question. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sometimes when you say things out loud, it's when you it really registers. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe that didn't make as much sense as it did in my head. Um, but no, I actually get what you're saying there because that is something that you have to wonder, like, would it be more beneficial to have the players start off with the G League and then now slowly work in? I mean, the G League does overlap the NBA season, but it at least gives them a chance to kind of acclimate. But then, as you mentioned, if they're playing with a G League team and then coming in, now they have to go through the acclimation period all over again versus just coming in starting right off the bat with your team going from there. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot to think about. So after a successful season last year with zero positive COVID tests and the way that the NBA returned in the restart to bring exciting basketball, even with no fans, even with the players being in a bubble and the teams all in Orlando, we've got to take a look at what scenario makes most sense for the NBA in their return to be able to safely return and Built on the momentum of last season so that this season is not a flop, but a build in the right direction. So we're getting into that coming up here on Locked on Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Anthony Barkley, host of Mobtown Blitz, joining us here on Locked on Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington, for part two, as we've been discussing in this edition, looking at the NBA's return and all of the news that's been coming out around having it start earlier, having a shortened season, having playing games. Well, Anthony, I definitely want to get your thoughts on this the bigger picture and which scenario makes most sense for this league to be able to safely return in an exciting fashion. Let me let me ask you this when we're as we're talking around what makes most sense for the players, you know, if, if they were to move the season up, what do you think makes sense to make it work for the draft, for the players to really make sure that this next two months before the season starts, because it's literally it's actually less than two months. That's sad. It's actually less than two months as 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 we're already basically at November. So what would make most sense to be able to allow for the league to make a return, start off the right way, minimize injuries, have a good start. I mean, Adam Silver also has been talking around bringing fans back. He wants to not only have the season start early, but the plan has always been to have the season start with fans in their home arenas. So that's a whole other variable we haven't even talked around COVID. We've talked injuries. We've talked not being ready. That's a whole other variable we haven't even gotten into around COVID. Not to mention, I'm going to throw another one at you. Some of these teams, as we talk about the teams that are in the bubble, the ones that were not in the bubble, they haven't played basketball since March as a team. So they really also need a preseason. Like for as much as the teams that were in the bubble are going to be sore, tired, banged up, mentally drained, the Warriors, the Bull, all those teams that were not in the bubble, the Hawks, they haven't played basketball as a team since March. Now I'm trying to answer that question. Definitely do a lot. <laughs> right, so first, the fans, the fans makes, it's different in the NFL and Major League Baseball because for the most part, all the stadiums are outdoors. Now in NFL mm-hmm. stadiums, they're gigantic. NBA arenas are not so much. So I don't know how you're going to pepper in fans. It, it can't be – I wouldn't imagine any more than 5 to 10% fans can an NBA right. arena, I, if you would. Yeah, because the Ravens are doing 10%. So anywhere between 5 and 10% fans, that's the only way I can see you actually having fans in the NBA arena and then temperature checks and all that good stuff and – have to wear masks at all times if you're gonna do it then I would also probably put them up in the upper levels it doesn't like from a from an optics point it doesn't look sexy to have fans all the way up in the the top part of the stands but for the safety of the players and the fans themselves if you pepper them up on the top rafts of the arena that's the only way I could see making fans work Mm. So you're saying nobody in the 100 section? At no. All? Oh wow. No. I know they were saying, of course, you can't have anybody courtside. That's out. But when you think about like the 100 section, you could be like 20 rows up, but that's still kind of close. I guess you're right. Right. That's not six. You guys, when you talk about six feet in a bat, you know, in an arena, that is that does put you at least at the top of the 100 section. You're definitely not anywhere down by the floor. No. That is out for those of you that could afford that. Actually, I, I think courtside seats might go away almost permanently or at least for Ooh. a couple or at least for a couple of years. 
Wow. Well, honestly, <laughs> I'd be okay with it because I think it's ridiculous they have courtside seats in the bench. Yeah, that's pretty they weird. Sell those expensive seats. I think it's so weird to have, and this is a whole other conversation itself. I think it is so weird to have fans sitting between the bench and the table. So now when a player is checking into the game, they're running in front of fans. Come right. on. I understand you want to raise the value of, of the ticket sales and get all the money you can. So we literally stick fans everywhere you look on you look in the middle of a timeout and they're like zoomed in on a player and there's a fan sitting right next to them come on where do we draw the line here as a player you're literally sitting on the bench with a fan sitting breathing down your neck that's too much so I'm fine with it you know it used to be just on the opposite side of the floor and you know on the baseline then they started slowly turning that corner now they're on the same <laughs> and now it's to the point some arenas the players are literally sitting in the corner and the fans are sitting on the sideline i'm like you the, the players are they actually have to run from the corner to the to, to midcourt right. to check into the game the coach has to yell down past the fans to, to call a player to sub in come on now what are we doing here yeah that that's wild uh so i definitely see that courtside seats are gone for at least the next three maybe four or five years um, as far Good, as because that's when I, i'll be able to afford them by then so bring <laughs> them back when i can actually afford <laughs> when i can actually afford to sit courtside that's good that gives me a few years to get my finances in order i feel so you. that you know when they bring them back i'll be right there sitting by the table like let's go let's go to you on the one thing that you said you didn't like time. got it doing the one thing exactly <laughs> Yep, I'll be breathing right down their neck. Here I am getting all my dollars worth hey. right here. <laughs> um, I I honestly don't know what to do with rookies and camp and it, if you're gonna if you're gonna start in December, then you're gonna have to start like training and like off season and free agency like now. So they'd have to start mm-hmm. at the beginning of November if they want to play by the end of December. They're gonna have to start free agency period. They're gonna have to cut it short. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to like start the draft process really soon. I would imagine maybe second week in November, if that. So that's something I would see do. And then the following week, you're gonna have to start training camp. Like, I mean, if you really want this to start early or late December, you're going to have to move everything up. Very, very short free agency period. The draft process, training camp, there will be no summer league, obviously, you know, fall or winter (laughs) league, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it at this point. It won't happen. And then you're going to have to shorten the games. So you maybe go from December to, I don't know, uh, March, as far as regular seasons go. And then have the playoffs go into April and May. And then that way you can start 2021, 22, the regular way. I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, I think this has to be the year of like getting back on track. You know, you it doesn't make sense to try to do a full season and now we're still you're still behind and the, the timeline and the schedules behind. I think this has to be a year where it is more focused on getting 
all the games back on track for the following season and also coming off of a successful bubble that is something I spoke about before as well is you have to make sure you have a successful follow-up you can't have a successful bubble with no positive tests and everything runs smoothly and you know there were no major injuries uh for the you know for the most part you can't then turn around and have you know this terrible season next year so they've got to be smart about it and I'm, as you mentioned, I'm definitely fine with no fans sitting courtside for a few years around COVID. Best believe when they do return, I'm going to be sitting there just like the Cardi B gift where she's smacking on that popcorn, <laughs> sitting there with my legs crossed like, mm-hmm, here I am, Anthony, here I am, right, right, in front of me, right in the mix of all the bench and, and everything. But no, all jokes aside, I agree with what you're saying. I just think it's going to be very difficult. Um to try to turn things around by December, but Hey, the NBA has surprised us before around the bubble and maybe they've got some tricks up their sleeves. We just don't know about yet. So we're going to stay tuned to see what happens there. In the meantime, where can people continue to follow you to keep up with all your content and all you've got going on? All right. I am on Twitter and IG at a Barkley, a Y E E B A R K L E Y. You can also follow my podcast, Mobtown blitz at Mobtown blitz pod. On Twitter, we drop new shows every Friday. We cover Ravens. We just actually covered um, a young man who was committed to playing at the University of Oregon. So we cover just about everything. But follow us on Twitter. We drop new shows every Friday. Myself, Kyle Andrews, Gabby DePaula, and Vasilios Nikolaou. It's great stuff. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Locked on Wizards for two days. We've had a chance to talk to you around the NFL with the Ravens, the real team from the DMV. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, (laughs) And then also getting into the NBA, looking at the potential start of December 2020. Yikes. So thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Locked on Wizards. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony, for joining us on two episodes of Locked on Wizards. We talked about the NFL on Wednesday, the NBA today. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to another edition of Locked on Wizards as we're bringing you the latest news around the team. And this offseason also giving you some great special editions around D.C. sports, around the NBA, as we continue to follow the Wizards and the the league and what is going to happen next. How will they return? What will it look like? How will the draft be affected, if at all? What about the offseason in terms of free agency and roster moves? Ah, so much to keep up with. So we've got to get into all that and more here on Locked on Wizards. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the latest, greatest news right here on the show with me, your host, Renee Washington. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Stay blessed, stay positive, enjoy today. And I am excited to have you back for more on our Friday edition as we close out the week here on Locked on Wizards. Washington out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.